everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Tea With Me, a very, very, very DIY episode that I recorded in my house all by myself, age 31 and a half years old. In this podcast, at the very start, I start talking about how, you know, I'm recording the episode video, I give a bit of a tour of my office, the GoPro cuts off halfway through, so there is no video podcast this week, but enjoy me being an idiot saying, you're going to be able to see this and that, and then just realise that I was sitting with a GoPro the whole time that wasn't recording. So that's so much fun. But thanks for listening to this week's episode. Here it is, Tea With Me, with Shane Todd. Sippers, welcome to this week's episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. Let's get right at it because I know people are freaking out and they need two things. They need a wee cup of tea and they need this guy in their ears, okay, and like a wee eerie wig, I'm in your ear, and are eerie wigs still a thing, I don't think so, but were they really, really popular in the mid-90s, yes, and did everyone's granda always tell you to watch out for eerie wigs, yes, and that was just a thing, and it was a more simple time, and speaking of times, we're in very uncertain times right now, but one thing is for certain, I have converted my the box room in my house into what we're calling the dream factory. Look around. If you if you don't watch the video version of the podcast on YouTube, my YouTube channel, just let's see what we've got going on here. And yes, this is going to be a very DIY episode of the podcast. But look around here. We've got a green screen because I'm going to be doing some sketches in the next couple of days and weeks, years. Um, I've got shelves behind me with oh, just so much stuff. Let me Let me give you a little audio and video tour basically for a reason which i will tell you later on this room was my kind of home office for so long and then it stopped being that about a week ago i put a lot of work in to convert it into a different room and now i've had to convert it back into this room so it's all go but basically i've got this leather sofa anytime i post this in pictures people keep saying i recognize that mate casting couch listen this is my sofa, okay? It is not the sofa they use in Casting Couch, and I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. But I've got a green screen here. I've got wee shelves behind me with all different stuff. I have a couple of football medals. I mean, they're not for any individual thing, really. It's more just mainly being part of a team of charity tournaments. The Ballon d'Or there. I've got an African drum. Um, if you see me playing that African drum in some videos, you, you'll know I've ran out of stuff to do. Alright, you'll know I've ran out of videos if I'm like, let me play Can You Feel the Love Tonight via African sound. Uh, I've got a Tea With Me mug up there, but those aren't, they're not official merch. Alright, that's just part of the black market merch of the show. But eventually we will have Tea With Me mugs. I've got... An Oakland Raiders American football helmet, like a wee mini one. I've got a doll of a basketball player called Glenn Rice. and I don't really know why I have that, but I got it on a family holiday to Disney once, and I like it. And then I've just got various camera equipment and stuff like that behind me that I do not know how to use. Also, if you're watching the video version, you can appreciate that right now I'm wearing some Peppa Pig pyjama bottoms, some ankle socks... And a blue hoodie. Because in times like this, we wear what we want. Okay? I finally get to be me. I mean, cut f- <laughs> fast forward to next week's podcast where I will be wearing 
leather chaps, a boob tube, and a pearl necklace like Man Harry Styles. But yeah, it's it's a very it's obviously a very DIY episode of Tea with Me. Let's get down to the tea admin. All right, let's get down to the tea admin because let's face it, that's why we're all here. I have got a standard grey mug this week, and that's not to reflect the national mood. That is because this is my favourite mug. Now, a lot of people probably thought my favourite mug would be maybe a football mug or, you know, some sort of collectible thing, something with a bit bit of flair, a bit of panache. Turns out it's just this one, and I'm going to have a lovely sip. Mmm. Right now, and that's delicious. And some people will be going, man, can you please not swallow on the podcast? Hey, tell your mom not to swallow. So here we are, Tea With Me, episode, is it maybe six or seven? Yeah, something like that, and I'm in the house, and we're going to be in the house for a good few more of these. Um, I, I like it. I like doing this. It, it definitely took me like a few goes to get to get it, because I am just in the house, and when you're in the studio, you're like in work mode, but then, because I'm in the house, I'm also thinking about potato waffles. I'm thinking about, you know, goosebump books that I read when I was a kid and how you never said you were scared by them but secretly you actually were scared by them and just a host of distractions but we're here I gotta tell you this as well before I start so I'm not tech savvy right (laughs) and all my friends will know that like whenever I'm filming with Michael Foster Aaron Butler all those guys the way I can always get them to edit something quicker is threaten to edit myself or shoot something myself. They'll go, no, 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 don't worry, we'll do it, we'll do it. And that's mental because I literally studied this in tech, like filmmaking and, and all that kind of stuff, but I don't know what I'm doing. And a lot of people watching this will go, we totally see that. I don't even know what this microphone I have in my hand is, but I have it. And what's crazier than that is, I have a proper podcast microphone sitting behind me. But I didn't know how to figure out using it. And this is just the way it's going to be. I've got my GoPro and we're having a good time. So my plan is to do two podcasts a week and hopefully the Boytown podcast as well. But we need to figure out a way we can do that remotely. And spoiler alert, Dave Elliott is also a fucking idiot when it comes to tech as well. But we will eventually, eventually figure that out. And then I'm going to do sketches because like, I'm full time at this. And that'll surprise a lot of people going, how the fuck can you be full-time at this? I'm full-time at comedy. So to sort of go into my situation, like we we are kind of in this house, me and my wife, on a wee bit of a lockdown, a kind of self-imposed lockdown. Um, Me having Crohn's disease means that I can park right outside Tesco's. It doesn't mean that, okay? I don't have a blue badge, but I still do it anyway. I don't. I park in the mother and baby sometime. I've done it once, and it's not the worst thing in the world. But I actually don't. I hate people that do that, but I have done it maybe once. But only when it's raining, you know what I mean? So um, we, we kind of are on lockdown. We think we are going to be for at least six weeks, something like that, maybe more. Um, I'm not self-isolating, but... I mean, to be honest, and by the way, this podcast is going to be rambly this week, being self-employed is self-isolating. You know, I kind of work by myself most of the day and and uh, so I'm always just sitting in the house, you know, make it, making my own fun, kind of. But, uh, but now I am going to be doing way more in the house 
And I'm kind of... I'm trying to see the positives in it all because... I reckon by the end of all this, and I, I'm not going to talk much at all today on this podcast about coronavirus and all that kind of thing because I'm seeing so much about it. But I actually think at the end of all this, although it is such a like it's an epidemic or whatever, uh, which it I think it really is. I think there will be positives to come out of it as well. You know, and just in terms of in such a terrible situation, I think there will be a bit of light in it, like our relationships, the way we sort of treat each other. I don't know, I just think there'll be there'll be cool stuff and people will be making a ton of content and comedians like me will be putting videos out left, right and centre. So I'm just figuring out how many I do a day, what the best way to shoot them is and all that kind of thing. But the podcast is still going to be here because, I mean, <laughs> coronavirus came at a very, very awkward time for my podcast very inconvenient, very inconsiderate, some might call it sly, well we're just getting into the groove of the Tea With Me podcast, we're putting them out there, we go into the UK podcast charts, doof, doof, doof. We're, we go in, top 10, I say top 10, 137, okay, but people are still absolutely buzzing about it, it virtually ends the troubles, people are like, oh my god, you're 137 in the podcast charts, and it's just me, Dan, and Big Mike in a studio, and we're killing it. And we're drinking the tea. And look, the tea bag companies are fighting over us. Tetley coming in with a mill a week. Punjana, oh, double it. The wee PG tips monkey is like, mate, whatever you need. And he winks at me and he goes, whatever you need. And I was like, I don't know what you're implying there, but I don't want it. And then fucking COVID. <laughs> Who, by the way, sounds like, the way people are talking about COVID, he sounds like, an international student at a uni that everyone fucking hates. That's just the way people are like, fucking, fucking COVID, mate. And COVID's like, oh, guys, I apologise, you know. Um, but it's it's common enough. It, it's an inconvenient time for the podcast for coronavirus to to have hit. And I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, I, I think, could it, could it potentially be a sabotage from other TBS podcasts? Yes. Okay, let's not rule that out. I got, a, I got a text message. By the way, getting text messages now is the same way you got them whenever you were like 14 or 15. When you just get a phone, you're buzzing to get a text. You're like, who has text me? You know? And then it's just all the WhatsApp groups you're in. And you're just waiting for the most intelligent person in the WhatsApp groups you're in telling you information. And then you go, that's what I'm going to take as gospel because it's been said by the least stupid person in my WhatsApp group. But... um. Look, we are kind of in a lockdown. What we're trying to do is have like a routine, you know. So, by the way, <laughs> it's only been two or three days, but already I'm like, yeah, man, the best thing to do is get a routine. You know, my experience of these lockdowns, get a routine. That's the number one thing. But, uh, but yeah, we're just going out to do nature things. Yesterday we went to the beach and there was absolutely nobody there. And it was great. It was raining, but I was like, this is actually lovely. You know, and it was. Um, in times like this as well, I want everyone to remember that there is a shop in Belfast called Jojo Maman Bebe. <laughs> and whenever you're feeling down, whenever you go, I don't know what's happening here, because it is such a time of uncertainty. I want you to just remember that on the Lisburn Road, 
amongst shops with normal names, like mods. <laughs> there is a shop that is so unnecessarily called Jojo Maman Bebe. And I want you to think, whenever you're going through a bit of a rough time in the next couple of weeks, months, whatever, I want you to just imagine the people that work there. Whenever they answer the phone, they have to say, Hello, how's it going? This is Jojo Maman Bebe. And that will always make you feel better because it doesn't need to be called that. It's in Belfast. You know, and I, I also want you to picture people saying it. We need a cot here, must take a race up to that uh, Jojo Mama and Bebe. So that, I mean, that's what I do if I'm like, I don't know what's happening, I just think of that and it's all good. Jojo Mama and Bebe. I mean, it's cool if it's called that in Paris. Ah, I must nip over. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> One thing we need to do in, in lockdown is find out if people in France say nip over or is that just our thing? Bonjour, I'm going to nip over to the shop. It's one thing worth finding out. But I mean, if they're saying it there, I must go to It works. You get a fellow from Lisbon. Uh, taking the missus up here, I've got some vouchers for Jojo Mama and Baby. Always enjoyable. Um, Yes, we're on a bit of a lockdown here. And a big reason for that is that... Um, there are two of us in this house, but there will, in not that long of a time, be three. And I think you know maybe what I'm saying here, but yeah, we have to take extra precautions because there's going to soon be somebody else in the house. And some people are probably going, is someone coming over for lunch? No, I mean, we... Are having our own baby okay so we have to take extra precautions some people might notice I'm wearing daddy pig pajama bottoms and I got those at Christmas because I'm gonna be a daddy and 99% people are going oh my god that is so cute and there's some people that are going oh mate you're such a loser <laughs> and I'm okay with both of those things because it's, it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. And even though we don't know what's happening with anything, you know, we don't know what's happening in the hospitals and all that. Uh, and we've got things we need to get to. We've got appointments we need to get to, but we'll just we'll just make it all work. And um, that that's kind of crazy as well. That I mean, it's, it's the most crazy thing ever to happen to me that you know, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be somebody's dad. Because I'm not really what people think about when they say uh, someone's father. Y you know, like, if you're in a bit of a fight and you say to someone, my dad's coming around to sort this out, what you don't picture <laughs> is little Lord Fauntleroy here coming around to sort it out, hands on hips. Hey, what's going on here? You know, I'm not, like, if when my child is older and it's having sleepovers with, like, school friends and then the school friends ask their parents, are we allowed to stay at, you know, this kid's house? Then the parents go, I'll need to speak to their parents. If I then arrive around, the parents will go, I said, get his dad, not one of his other wee mates. I'll, I'll always have to be like, 
I'm not your child's other friend from school. I'm its parent. You know, so it's just weird. It's weird that I'm going to be a dad, but it just is it just is happening and I probably will talk about it in in podcasts and stuff in the next while, but you know, I I I do like to keep a lot of that stuff private, but it kind of makes sense to talk about it because it describes why we're maybe maybe even sorry my phone Dave Elliott my my other son um it just makes sense to to kind of talk about it because it, it it's such a big part of what's going on with me at the minute and also I'm a thousand out of a thousand excited about it and have I cried at every scan yes I even cry when people are just scanning things in general. You know, sometimes I just hang about in local libraries. You know, when some guy's scanning a, a finance report, you know, for his taxes, I'm just in tears with my hand on his back going, mate, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but I, I, I do cry. I do cry at every single milestone type thing. Scan. No, got the news. Cried. Okay, just, just completely cried. Like, like completely like, it was as if I had no bones in my body. I just like I just went totally limp, and then I had to sit down for a while. Uh, but every scan, everything, we also bought some like because we we don't know the gender yet. So we bought some baby clothes, like just like one or two wee things. When we didn't go out to mean to buy that, and when we bought them, I cried. And then when we got them home, and I hung them up beside all my clothes, I cried. And I always cry. And I'm a crier. And probably I might already have had a little bit of coronavirus, but I've cried it out. So that's what I would recommend people do if you if you start, obviously not. The, me saying that, there will be one 14-year-old guy going, is it me? Is that what you do? I, I, I can get it then. I just need to go. But um, yes. So that is a big, big thing at the minute. So that combined with the fact that, because I've got to make it about myself as well, I have Crohn's disease. Guys, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I've got Crohn's disease. Uh, but I'm just running about like some sort of hero anyway. So, we, uh going to be a dad, fun. Um, we, and <laughs> you know, what's funny is, there'll also be 12 people watching this going, he's having a child? I thought he was, no, he's not, alright. Um, you know, but, um, hold on, let me have another let me have another sip of tea also it's going to be difficult doing stand-up when this whole coronavirus thing ends because I don't want to do anything down the line other than get fun novelty outfits for me and my child and dress us both up and do photo shoots that's what I want to do full time like that I mean there is money to be made there definitely you know, but, um, but yeah, it's, so that, so, so that's that, so that's my news, guys, okay, so I hope in this time of uncertainty, we can all go, mate, fair play to you, big daddy pig himself, so, um, yeah, that's great, the, the not great thing is, there's no gigs for so long, and I get that there's way more important things in the world than, stand-up gigs you know that definitely gets put into perspective but it's just funny that I have all this energy 
for like I'm so used to just going to being able to perform and I now just can't go and do that so I'm just running about trying to do gigs to people but in a roundabout way so I'm not making it seem like a gig you know but if like kids from next door kick the ball into my garden and like here just want your ball back yeah yeah all right well let me run some new material by you guys funny thing happened to me this week and they're, they're like fuck off and I go hey cut it out because I'm going to be a father myself you know, it's totally irrelevant. I mean, I'm just telling people that I'm going to be a dad in situations that don't merit it. <laughs> you know, some guy some guy walking out in the street. All right, mate, you have the time on you there? Yeah, the time is fatherhood. Okay. What fucking time is it, dickhead? Quarter past one. Uh, I wrote down a wee list of a load of things that I want to talk about, but as always, I'm probably not going to get through them all. I've got a load of questions from last week on Twitter and Instagram that I'm going to get through. Before I do that, let me just mention something really quick, which is going to be kind of important to me in the next while, and that is we have a Patreon for the Tea With Me podcast. Let me bring it up here. Patreon. Oh my God, why do I not not know how to work things? Yes. Yes. So if you go to patreon.com slash tea with me pod, that's patreon.com slash tea with me pod, what happens is, and I'll post the links for that up as well, it means you can support the podcast um, with a small like subscription. So what you can do is pay like if you can, obviously, because it's such a shit time that there's people getting laid off from jobs and all that kind of thing. So, listen, this is only if you can do it. Um, if you want to support the podcast with like a fiver a month, with a tenner a month or, or more than that, you can. And there's like wee tiers of what you can get for that. Now, if you support the podcast with zero a month, you just get the podcast. And a lot of people have said that's more than enough. Okay, people around the world have said, you're too kind, Messiah. And I'm like, don't call me Messiah. Um but what you'll get is a bonus podcast. So we already have a couple of those in the bank. So they're just an extra wee podcast for the Patreon people. And as as you sort of donate more, you get more sort of perks and things like that. But only if you can do it. So I just want to give that a quick plug before we get back into the podcast. Patreon.com slash tea with me pod. Also, going forward for these episodes, I am going to do my best to get guests on, even though we're kind of on lockdown here. So it'll probably just be audio, so I'll be here, (laughs) I'll be here doing the video, looking like this if you're watching the podcast, but I will have an audio line played in for some guests, but I don't know a thousand percent if I can do that, but that's my intention, so I'm just going to try and bring you good podcasts coming up in the next wee while, Um, but there you go, patreon.com slash tea with me pod. Welcome back to the Tea With Me podcast. Here's the thing, I've got a weird amount of tea left in my cup and it's not roasting, you know, but it's not like... mm, It's not roasting, but it's not not fit for purpose, is what I'm trying to say. Before I get into listeners' questions, I have to talk about something that I absolutely love and that is the programme Love Is Blind. One of the best things about lockdown is we have been able to watch... Love is Blind on Netflix, but we've not watched the whole thing in one day. 
we're sort of spreading it out and trying to watch an episode a day. Hey, it's the greatest show ever. What it is, is this. I think, I don't know how many people went into it, but couples meet each other, so they're segregated into boys and girls, which is the way it should be. P7 disco style. Boys on this side, girls on this side. They're chatting about makeup. We're trying to break dance to run DMC and Jason Nevis. It's like that. <laughs> that was just the last P7 disco I remember. Mate, you can really break dance. Cheers. And no one could. Absolutely nobody could. There was this guy called Phil who could in my primary school. And he did it on the last P7 disco. And it was weird that he could do it well. And all the boys didn't like it. And we're like, mate, it's weird that you've practiced doing that. We're just doing like a spin kind of until we stop spinning. But he was like doing moves. And it was weird. Because, hey, he was white. So there you go. Um, But Love is Blind is amazing. They get boys to speak to girls. Like men to speak to women. Uh, and they're in pods, so they can't see each other, they can just hear each other, and they get to know each other. So it's all about, guys, is the love blind? Can they build an emotional connection? And then what they do is, they release them. I mean, you can just get released if you want, I guess. But when you ask someone to marry you, and you both get engaged, then you can leave. And we're back. So I had to take a quick break there because my GoPro was full. And in in that moment, he realized he was not equipped this week for video podcasts. So that's sad. But look, it's an audio version. Okay. And that is, as we've agreed, more than enough. But yeah, I've got, do you know what the mad thing is? I've got, I've said that 80 times this podcast. Do you know what the mad thing is? It's the worst catchphrase of all time. Do you know what the mad thing is? I've said that 98 times now. Um, yes, uh, the annoying thing is I have an unbelievable camera. I've got like a really good Canon camera that I bought last Christmas and I've never really used. So that is one thing I'm going to learn in lockdown, how to use that camera. And then I'm going to make music videos. Imagine I did that, just like recorded a full album in here. I'm a, Like I'm not that good a singer. In fact, I'm not good at singing. And um, and then just released it, but like deadly serious after. Oh, it's what you do to me. Oh, it's what... Hey there, Delilah. But like, I, but like I put so much work into it. I would enjoy doing that. Uh, yeah, I've got loads and loads of questions. So I'm going to do my best to get through them. Cheers to everybody who sent questions in. Also... We've got this new thing that I'm going to tell you about and I'll also post up about it and all that kind of thing where I'm going to get you to send voice notes in where you can ask questions, suggest topics, chat to me. Um, Producer Dan has set that up and you can do it. Here we go. If you want to send in voice memos or anything like that, get in touch with the podcast, send questions, I'll still do the question shout out on Twitter and Instagram and all that, but if you want to do it more direct, it's podcast at gmail.com, that's podcast at gmail.com, and that's the way you can sort of do it more direct, but I put out the shout for questions last week, and then we were we recorded last week, me and Michael, me and Big Mike, sorry, sorry to dead name him, but uh we did that last week, but then it just felt weird. It was a day that 
you know, the extent of coronavirus and all that thing was kind of kicking in and we were like halfway through the podcast and I went, is there a really weird atmosphere? And he went, yeah. And I went, yeah. And then we just went home. So there's that. But I put out the show for questions and loads of you responded. So I want to get through them. Here we go. First question is from Mark Miller. Have you been panicked by NT? This isn't a lie. But I own probably close to, and I don't want people to fucking, mate, you need to hook us up. I own about a thousand tea bags because the garage near me was doing a deal last year. And I said, if if you meant to do this to like attract idiots, you know the way some some deals are clearly set up for idiots to, that's actually a pretty good deal, but it's not. If they meant that for this, then they succeeded because I went, hey, let me rent a van. You know, I rented a van and six Polish guys and we uh, cleared the place out. So I haven't been panicked buying tea. But then tea's not a panicky thing. You know, that's the beauty of tea. Nobody's like, coffee's like, I'm on the go. I need a coffee. People like, down a coffee. Tea is to be sipped and enjoyed. So I haven't been, and I hope you haven't been either, Mark. Um, But I hope you're well, my man. Richard Parker says, where is your escape plan if virus goes from flu to zombie overnight? And he says, at the end, clarifies that and says, what is your escape plan, not where? Um, I'm actually going to lie down on my wee sofa here. Oh, this not this is the ticket. This is the ticket. Um, yes, my escape plan would probably be to... Hmm. See, I don't have an escape plan now. But if I did, if I was like a James Bond type guy, like some sort of single maverick guy, I would probably have some sort of underground tunnel that eventually tunnels up to Nando's. So it's not really escape, it's more just me thinking about food. And then I would just I would just get into Nando's and then spend as much time living there as possible. Breakfast, butterfly chicken. Lunch, butterfly chicken. Dinner, Half chicken. Because <laughs> you got to mix it up. Jamie says, but it's mad that there are people who are probably genuinely thinking about panic. You know, or sorry, like escape plans. There's probably some guy in Macrofeld going, here's your thing, boy. I'm going to build a spaceship. You know, and there probably is some guy like on the back of a cornflakes box designing his spaceship. And all he's got is like bottles of Buckfast and sellotape. Jamie Harrison, if you could pick a day to relive over and over, Groundhog Day style, what day would it be and why? Um, If I could pick a day, probably my la- last waterfront show, because it was the first time I'd done the waterfront. Not that it's important, but it was sold out. <laughs> Not that that's important, but that's everything. And... My friends and family were able to go, most of them. Um, I had a lovely dinner with friends beforehand. Did the gig. It was so lovely. Then afterwards, we went out for a couple of drinks. I went home. Me and my wife got home for like 12. I watched match of the day. Had a cup of tea. That's the that's the dream right there. That was a great day. Um, So I'd probably relive that over and over again. Roisin says, Roisin or Roisin, you know, potato, potato. She says, how did you break your nose, please? How did you break your nose, please? I, um, 
I broke my nose. That's a good question. Fuck, how did I break my nose? Uh, I think I was playing indoor football, and this really nice man called Richard, um, like, went the header of the ball, and headed my big snout. So, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that was it. And he felt really, really bad about it, and I was like, mate, don't worry. And then I saw it in the mirror, and I was like, Richard, worry. <laughs> Richard, you monster. Um, But I think I fucked up, because when I went up to the hospital, they were like, yeah, it's bust. And they put these... No, that's not true. I went up to the hospital and then I went out that night because it was still kind of student age. And I was like, I'm a legend, I'm going out here. And then I had an operation to reset it. And they put these like plasters over my nose. You know, like six plasters going down my nose to keep it in place after the operation they'd done. And genuinely, I had a gig that night. So I went, I can't go on with these fucking plasters on my nose. So I took them off. And I think if I hadn't I took them off, my nose would be perfectly straight. But the main thing is looking good on stage. Am I right, guys? So that's how I broke my nose. Conal O'Neill says, worst gig you've ever performed at. Hey, man, TYP, take your pick. Every local comedian has 600 bad gig stories. And I have 599. Uh, the worst one ever. I don't know because you can, your parameters for it are always totally different. Like some people might go the worst ever is when like the audience is like not listening to the performers and you go on stage in the middle of that so nobody's listening to you so you're just doing stand-up essentially to yourself. That can be bad but then there's part of that where you're like, oh fuck it, I'll just motor on through here. But sometimes the worst one can be when it goes just okay. Like, this definitely isn't the worst gig I've ever performed at, but, I mean, it wouldn't make the bottom 500. But this is me, because this podcast is honest, right? So so I'm always going to tell you about the gigs that go well on the sold-out waterfronts, but then I'll also tell you when I think I fucked it up. And a big one of those was I did the Galway Comedy Festival last year, the Vodafone Comedy Carnival, I think that's what it's called, with... Um, Mickey Bartlett and Colin Geddes and loads of our friends and we went down and did that and had really good shows at the festival but they did an RTE taping for a TV show to go out in RTE like live from the festival kind of thing and they were there was one audience sitting in a big tent and it was like comedian after comedian after comedian doing 10 minutes and just luck of the draw I ended up going on last so it was supposed to be like a, a two-hour record for talk's sake. And it was more like five. Because that always happens with these things. So I can't blame it on that. But here's a weird thing. I wore a shirt and boots. And I'd never normally do that on stage. Like a shirt and brown boots. And I was waiting to go on stage very uncomfortable. Because I was like, this isn't what I normally wear. Why am I wearing this? So that was already in my head. And I was literally the last person on of the day, so about half the audience had left. And but yet, yeah, and that sounds like an excuse. It isn't because there was people just on before me doing well and stuff, like killing it. I went on, and I think in my head I'd already, and I shouldn't do this because I've been doing stand up too long for this. But 
I went on like, this isn't going to be good. Uh, so I was going on like in a negative way. And to stand over my convictions, you can actually see this on YouTube. It just got uploaded yesterday. If you type in, I think it's like Vodafone Comedy, Shane Todd. They uploaded all the sets. And in no way is it the worst gig I've ever done. Bits work, bits don't. But it's just interesting to look at me and go, mm, he's not comfortable there. You know, I, I kind of rifled through my material too quick. I didn't just stand there and do my thing. So that's not the worst gig I've ever done. But sometimes ones that actually go okay, you can still walk away from being more angry. Because the ones that are really bad, you go, oh, that was a bad gig because the audience were terrible. Or that was a bad gig because... The night is badly ran. But there's shows like that, like that RTE one, where you go, actually, it's set up really nice. I just didn't have a good one. You know, but um, but I'm not, like, I am harsh on myself if a gig goes bad, but I am always kind of looking forward to the next one. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, I fucked that up, but I've, because at the festival, there's loads of gigs. So I'm like, okay, I didn't have a good one there, but I've got a gig in an hour and a half. Let me go and have a good one there. And what's kind of good is I did Pug Ugly's Comedy Club last week for Dave, for Dave Elliott. I headlined that because um, Colin was supposed to be on, but he had to he had to pull out. So I I filled in as as the poster said or the like Instagram post for Pug's Comedy Club. I filled Colin's hole, and that is not the first time that I've done that. Uh, the Sunday World will probably run with that now because there's not really much going on. Um, but it was a real, if, if that was the last gig for a couple of weeks or months, that was a really, really nice one to go out on. I enjoyed that, doing some new material. There was kind of a weird atmosphere there because it was like a public gathering of about 70 people and people were kind of a bit, Ugh, but it was it was class. Um, so yeah, sometimes the worst gigs, sometimes you could like watch me at a gig and go, that was great, did you love that? And I, I'll be going, no. And then there's other times where you'll go, Oh mate, that was a disaster, and I, and I'll go. Actually, it was it was all right. So it's it's hard to tell, Connell, but I do have a million bad gig stories, like we all do, because you remember the worst ones instead of the good ones. But you kind of remember them in an affectionate way, because usually, like you were there with comedian friends, and like they've gone through it too. They had a bad one, maybe. So you're like, fuck, remember that time? Remember that time we drove to Cushendall, and I just made that up. I don't. I have gig and cushion dog and it was actually really good. But um yeah. Jamie Gordon says, if you had to go into self isolation fourteen days but watch the same movie constantly for the entire time, what would you choose? Um well I kind of am in self isolation a bit. But if I had to, I I don't I don't watch films as much as I used to. I prefer a series. Like I am aware I was talking about Love is Blind there before I had to take a break from the podcast to reset the, the camera. And then I stopped talking about it. I'll talk about it properly next week because people probably don't want to get spoiler alerts. But if I had to watch one film over and over again, I'd probably go for Step Brothers. Because Step Brothers is kind of always funny to me and it's a good length of film. You know, because you don't want to watch a short one. Because then you're like, ah, it's over. But a longer one, you can sort of ease into it. Peter Walker says, it feels like the zombie apocalypse is coming. Name one essential item on your prepper shopping list. Uh, definitely poppers. Definitely poppers. I've been running about like a lunatic trying to panic buy poppers. Um, no, in all seriousness, almond butter. 
almond butter. Um, that was that would probably be the number one thing because it's what I have in my porridge in the morning, and that sets me up for a good day. And if I can't get it, I'm ready. Now, my wife's like, "Come on, let's let's go out for a walk today." Now, where's my almond butter? So yeah, probably that. Um, Lori says, "Can you get coronavirus more than once?" Hey, don't ask me. You know who'd be better to ask? Uh, the NHS. Ask a doctor, man. Um, because I appreciate you coming to me for medical advice, but I'm probably like the. I'd probably be like the 3,000th guy you should ask in Northern Ireland, roughly. So yeah, don't don't ask me. Imagine I imagine I just did start dispensing health advice. Now the best way to do it, to not get coronavirus, is if you cut a potato in half and rub it under your armpits and then fry the potato and eat it and then take the other half and um, take the other half and bury it in the Giant's Causeway, you'll be sweet. Kieran Fleming, what should the punishment be for people who post pictures of Corona on social media for bans? Um, oh, look, people are trying, you know. So if if someone does that and he's like, "Here, it won't affect me," lol, and he's a bottle of Corona and it's him drinking it with a wee lime in it, that's okay. That's okay because we're in this time now where hey, we're all in this shit together. So let's not give out to people when they're just trying to have a laugh, even though it's in no way funny. Roisin again, getting Aurora in twice, says, uh, that's not her surname, by the way, Roisin getting Aurora in twice, it's um, it's just the second question in this thread, and you only get one, but look, we're in a time where we're going to have to take more than one question from people, she says, will you tell us more about your journey with Crohn's, I have colitis, and I never hear people talking about it, thanks, yes, I will do that next week, because I've got a load of questions to get through, and yeah, I'll I'll try and remember to talk a bit about it next week, because there are um. I mean, there is kind of like a funny side to having Crohn's. Like Crohn's is kind of a serious condition, I guess. Again, more health advice from the doctor here, but uh, but like yeah, I wrote an Edinburgh show about it, and people laughed. So, you know, there are kind of there is a funny side to it. Like I remember like loads of stuff in the hospital where I was like, oh, this is very funny. So we'll we'll get through that. Uh, I have questions on Instagram too. Let me see. Let me see from the boys for the questions from the the boys and girls here. Here we go. Um, yes, yes. Tamara Guy says, "Did you hear about Tracy's dog?" I don't know what you're talking about. Wiggy Dave says. Oh, he's given me a million things to talk about. I'll pick one. Give us a bit of soft border patrol chat. Yeah, soft border patrol is on BBC iPlayer. It's the sitcom that I'm in. I mean, that's not a that's not a fair description of it. The sitcom that Shane Todd's in. I mean, I'm probably the eighth lead in it. Maybe even maybe even ninth. You know, but but I enjoy doing it. Um, Soft Border Patrol, if you haven't seen it, is on BBC Northern Ireland, and it's about it's like a mockumentary, like a fake documentary about a border patrol between North and South of Ireland. And uh, yeah, it's in it. This is the third series. I started doing it last series, so I've been in it for two series. And yeah, I I very much enjoy playing my character Lawrence Lale, 
Lawrence Lyell. One thing I don't enjoy is somebody said, why are you playing a gay character? Why are you making fun of a gay character? The thing about Lawrence Lyle is, that's other people's insecurities. Because Lawrence Lyle is a married father of 11. That was my first, I mean, I don't I don't even know if they've ever put that in. Because sometimes, like, you do loads of stuff on this and they can, you know, I record for 13 hours or something for this and they use 20 minutes of footage max, probably less. Um... So there's loads of stuff you do, but if it doesn't tie into the storyline, obviously they can't use it. But I always start my bits every year going, you know, talking about like his home situation. But I just don't think they have time to use it. But my idea for the character Lawrence Lyle is, he's just this under pressure father. And yes, he is camp, definitely. But in, when, when I like designed the character, because that was really cool, because... Um, when they gave me a shout about doing Silver Patrol, they're like, you can name the character, you can pick your outfit, you can, you know, almost design it from top to bottom. That's that's when I thought, yes, this character, Lawrence Lale, who kind of always talks about being selfless, but then wants people to think he's a hero. So, yeah, I, I, I like doing that, and... I would like to do. I would like to do more of that character. I think because I. I also think as well. There's probably a lot of people who, you know, like my stuff, like follow my stuff, but maybe haven't seen Soap Border Patrol yet or whatever. Because, you know, I guess less and less people, myself included, watch television nowadays. You know, when do we sit down and go right? This is on at this time every week. So it kind of is more. It kind of is older people that say to me about Soap Border Patrol. Like I know. I know some people say it, but. Um, like my age and younger, but a lot of the times I'll be at like a, you know, a family wedding or a bar out in the country, and somebody will go, "I like the old soft border patrol you do," you know. So it it maybe hits like a different generation that my stand up or my sketches wouldn't. Mark, but yeah, you can check it out it's on BBC iPlayer now. The last episode goes out this Friday night. Mark Hegarty says, "Any more news on Dave Zoo calendar that he agreed to do in the live podcast?" I can't a thousand percent remember that. It was obviously me mugging him off. Um, but no, but listen, when this coronavirus stuff is is over, there's going to be loads of stuff we're going to get around to doing. And that's, that's probably going to be everyone's attitude. See, when this is over, when this lockdown's over, I'm finally going to get that tattoo of Jerry Adams on my back. You know, that that's not me saying that, but somebody will be saying that. Jerry Kelly. Ewan Mull says, did you did you ever dip chocolate biscuits in your tea? Uh, look, we've talked about this in the podcast before. I'm not going to spend a lot of time addressing it. I'm just going to say, yes, I've done it before. But every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Marcus Lynch, what are your Shampati's Day plans? Any chance of a bot appearance? Hey, nobody should be going to the bot. And I don't just, I don't, I don't just mean over Shampati's. Okay, I don't just mean because of this lockdown. Uh, I don't mean that. Hire me for corporate work. But for some patties yesterday, we went for a walk down the beach. And I got myself a can of Guinness at the garage a couple of days ago. Like a draft can. And I had three sips out of it. And then that was it. So, you know. I, I did put a bit of Dublin. I put the Dubliners Reunion concert, which is on YouTube on TV. And... Um, and I enjoyed that. Dylan goes class page, man. Hey, not a podcast question, but I appreciate you, brother. Jude, what's your favourite Dunkin' Biscuit? 
Uh, Duncan Biscuit sounds like a 90s white rapper. Uh, Duncan Biscuit. Look, that I mean, that's the level of lockdown banter that we're going to be having. Duncan Biscuit, the white rapper. Uh, that's not a podcast question. That's a weird message from a guy. Um, what? Oh, that was from June, that podcast question. Sorry. Oh, I fucked it, guys. I've really fucked it. Yeah, we do have some more podcast questions. Hang on now, hang on now. Uh, people are really enjoying when I said that Dave Elliott was selling fake hand sanitizer and loads of people took that seriously. Olivia messages me just there now and goes, is there no podcast this week? Olivia, you wait until lunchtime, my friend. Uh, give my mate's YouTube channel a shout. No, pay me. Um, someone says, did you start coronavirus just to avoid going to Lauren? Uh, that would be rash. Uh, more podcasts yeah any chance of a week DUP update video about the virus oh for sure the DUP man will uh, will definitely have something to say about it don't you worry don't you worry about that Ulster says no to coronavirus uh, yes there will be something look guys here's here's my plan you're going to get Dean Davidson videos, you're going to get McGoldrick videos, you might get an MC Beezer freestyle, you're going to get Keith Cruz, you're going to get new characters, you're going to get one-offs, you're going to get films, you know, I might make wee stupid films around the house, because I'm going to be making my own fun, because hey, I ain't earning any money, I'm not earning any money, I'm just messing about with my camera, and in a way, I think it's going to help me rediscover my love of doing sketches because i do love doing sketches but you know you do other things and sometimes you find excuses not to do regular sketches you know i'm doing the radio show you know this or that but i'm just going to get back into it my wife's going to have to help me shoot some stuff and that in a way is going to be fun also at the minute we're continuing the radio show me and dave bbc radio ulster Friday nights at 6 o'clock. The plan is to continue to do that if it's safe to do so. Um, so we're just doing it in full hazmat suits. Me, Dave and Hugo Duncan. Uh, but no, we, yeah, we are continuing that. So I'll post a link up to that when we get it. But it's uh, it's kind of... It, it is scary in a way. Like That's, that's going to be my only form of income because I am self-employed. And there are people that have it a lot worse i totally get that you know like yes we have we have a baby on the way and stuff and um we're trying to move house at the minute but it it sounds cheesy to say but if everybody has their health and everybody's doing okay then that's that's the number one thing and uh yeah i'm just going to try and put out as many sketches videos podcasts as possible and if it gives you a bit of a laugh or whatever, because, hey, it'll give me a laugh because, I don't know if you know this, but I laugh aggressively at my own stuff. <laughs> like, I just laughed at, at saying that, and that's not even a bit. So I'm going to get loads of stuff out. If there is things you want to see, give me a shout. Not if it's weird, you know, don't be like, here, mate, long-time fan, I'm a grandfather of eight, uh, my name's Henry, and I would love to see you. <laughs> I would love to see you 
try and get your cock <laughs> to touch your elbow. You know, I won't do that. I mean, I might. Depends how long this lockdown's going on for. <laughs> but there, there is a, there is a grandfather called Henry listening to this going, I, I actually never thought of that. Um, But yeah, the podcast will keep rolling out. I'm going to try and get the video going. Because uh, I want it to be business as usual, but bear with me this week, because I am an idiot. And there was also a time where I have this lamp, and it kind of folds out like it has an arm. And I genuinely started taping a podcast mic to it, and I went, this will work. And then it just didn't work, and I went, I need to stop modifying stuff, because I'm not a builder on Robot Wars. I'm a self-employed comedian. I'm going to wrap up this podcast and, yeah, just allow this to be like a wee makeshift podcast, just this one, and then we're going to get properly back at it, but as you can appreciate, it's just a bit of a, it's a, bit of a weird one this week, but, um, yes, properly back at it. Later in the week, I'll probably bring out a second podcast, and we've got a couple on Patreon, a couple of Patreon podcasts already recorded a couple of weeks ago that we're going to roll out on there. So if you want to support the Patreon, you get those bonus podcasts. You can get things like um, free tickets to the first live Tea With Me whenever we get that sorted later in the year. All that kind of stuff. So go on patreon.com slash Pod. Uh, that's T-W-M-E-P-O-D, patreon.com. Um, and that's, again, only if you can. I don't want anyone to be under pressure, you know, I don't want anyone to be like, I'm going to have to steal from my granny here, so this fella keeps doing podcasts, I will be doing the podcast regardless, but if you can support it, um, that would be sweet, so yes, I'll, I'm, I'm also going to say, just listen to everyone's podcast, just see what else is going out there, because so many comedians have podcasts, so many of my friends, um, maybe I'll tweet out like a big list of everyone's podcast. Because everyone's still trying to make stuff happen. But thank you very, very much for listening. I appreciate it. Bear with me while I just get the grips with doing podcasts from home. And shout out to to producer Dan and Big Mike. Who are not here. And that is a bad reflection on their part. Yes, it's a lockdown. Yes, I, I've told them explicitly not to come here. But that's still very, very poor on their part. So they've got a lot to think about. Sippers... I enjoyed having you here. Um, Go and wash your cup out, you dirty pigs. And I'll see you later in the week. Bye.